Today, a special episode of Return to Reason, where knowledge and wisdom intersect. I'm joined today by Rachel Thomas, Conservative MP on the ground in Ottawa. It's great to have you with us today, Rachel. Thank you. It is so good to be with you as well. Well, we're in the midst of a lot of excitement, and uh, I'd love to hear a comment on uh, the Freedom Convoy right off the bat, and why do you think that happened, and, and what's going on here? What's your interpretation of all this? Sure, I'm, I'm more than happy to comment on that. You know, I think the mainstream media would like Canadians to believe that it's uh, what the Prime Minister calls a fringe minority that is participating in this convoy, but I've been here in Ottawa, you know, for quite some time now and, and engaging with those who are here in our nation's capital advocating for their freedom. And I can tell you it is much more than just a small fringe minority, as, you know, Prime Minister Trudeau has said. Um, instead, you know, what I'm seeing is men and women and children of all ages and from all backgrounds uh, who are, they're advocating for change. They're wanting to see an end to the mandates. They're wanting to see a return, a return to normal. They're wanting to see their freedoms reinstated. And, you know, I, I believe that their voices are worth hearing, that the Prime Minister should listen. I, I believe that's the, you know, the first function of any leader is to lean in and to really understand those who are taking a voice and expressing concern. And so it's, it's unfortunate and it's actually alarming to me that the Prime Minister has decided instead to demonize this group of Canadians um, and has determined that their views are, you know, unacceptable. Um, and that they should not be here on Parliament Hill. The reality is, you know, the vast majority of those participating are doing so peacefully, and they're they're simply wanting their voices to be heard. Yeah, we've got a team on the ground in uh, there in Ottawa, and so every night we're doing lives and they're shooting, interviewing people. So we've got cameras roving everywhere. It is, it's just like people giving free pizzas and food everywhere, <laughs> laughing. It's so collegial. It's like there's so much loving and valuing one another that, you know, I don't know how he could say that about it. And, uh, but it is, it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I've been walking to work, you know, each day that I'm here and I, I choose to walk down Wellington Street, which is where so many of these individuals are, are posted or parked. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could take a different way. There's other routes that I could take to work, um, but I choose to walk in that direction or, or in that, you know, that route because it allows me to engage with these individuals. It allows me to hear their stories. It allows me to read the signs that are posted. And, you know, just the other day I was talking with a family. They had two little girls in a wagon and then the dad had, you know, a baby in tow on front of him. And they just shared with me that they were they drove four hours to be here to join the convoy for the day just to show their support. And, you know, this is a couple that they're both double vaccinated. They both, you know, felt that that was important, that they would do their part. Um, but they're just saying, you know what, we're this isn't getting us back to normal. The promises that have been made aren't being followed through on. And so they're standing in solidarity with those who desire for a return to normalcy, a, a return to having our freedoms reinstated. Yeah, no, that's so true. Everywhere uh, that you know, our team there is traveling. Uh, they are hunting for anything negative, and, <laughs> and and can't find it. So the federal government, in their fiscal economic update, they've got finances set aside for three more years of mandates, 
and it could go beyond that. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, it's going to be up to each province to determine, you know, to what extent they're going to keep their their mandates in place. Um, and then, of course, the federal government has some that they have to take responsibility for as well. I, I think one of the things that that is so important to draw attention to, though, is, you know, since this this convoy started, since the journey began, um, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago now, I guess, um, we've we've seen change. We've seen change. So, for example, you know, Premier Legault in in Quebec has reversed his stance on implementing a, a VAX tax. Um, he said that he's no longer going to move forward with that. We see Premier Mo. He came out and said, you know, he's going to reverse the mandates within the province of Saskatchewan and and return to normal by the end of February. Premier Kenny in the province of Alberta has said that he is, you know, taking a hard look at uh, the mandates that are in place in that province and, and is looking to, to restore normalcy there as well. So obviously the voices of these individuals who are participating peacefully in this demonstration, which I'll add is their democratic right to do, um, the, their voices are being heard. They are making a difference. And so I, I commend them for showing bravery, taking courage, um, and 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 for you know speaking up and speaking out and advocating for for freedom, for a return to you know what it means to be Canadian, living in a democratic society. Yeah, are you surprised at how many other countries? are watching this, commenting on this on social media and doing con freedom convoys as well? Well, it's interesting, right? I, 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 yeah, I mean, we have commentators from the United States and India and France, et cetera, who are speaking out on this. It's fascinating to me. You know, it's, it's, it's so much bigger than just Canada. The world is watching, which again is why it's so unfortunate that we have a prime minister will, you know, travel around the globe and, and, and tell other leaders that it's important for them to listen to those that demonstrate. It's important for them to consider other points of view. And yet he himself is tucked away in an unknown location, unwilling to engage with those individuals who have traveled far distances to be here and to have a voice. And let's be clear, their voice is not just for themselves. Their voice is for this country. They're speaking up on behalf of many, many, many Canadians who feel ridiculed and misunderstood and tired and discouraged and despair and, and then are starting to despair. You know, I mean, these individuals deserve to have a prime minister who is going to listen to their concerns. He doesn't have to agree with them, but he does need to listen and he does need to take into consideration their point of view. What's your thoughts on uh, this convoy and its ability to cause the world to watch and see what is the Prime Minister of Canada doing that has got this much happening? I mean, he is, he is now under the microscope for the world watching him. Uh, what do you think is going on behind the doors in their camp? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, think, I think those that are participating in this convoy should be incredibly proud of what they've accomplished and the attention that they're drawing to this movement. Um, you know, I, I think in a short time they were able to organize themselves very effectively. And, and let's be clear, this is a very organic movement. This is a group of, you know, grassroots, salt of the earth individuals who are advocating for something that is so, so important to them and many others um, on behalf of whom they're advocating. 
I, I, yeah, like I said, I, I, I certainly wish that the prime minister and his cabinet um, would take the time to to listen instead of demonizing these individuals. I, I, you know, and and I wish the mainstream media would do the same. I wish they would they would tell the truth. Um, you know, on that point, if I may, I'll I'll take a moment to draw attention to something yes. that you know viewers might find interesting. You know, just on January 29th, there was a demonstration in Toronto. Um, it was a, a demonstration against against Jews. Uh, there were individuals who were waving anti-Semitic signs, anti-Semitic signs. Um, there were individuals who were shouting, I quote, death to the Jews. Um, there were demonstrations of, of violent behavior. And yet there was no attention drawn to this demonstration in Toronto. Instead, the mainstream media was focused entirely on the convoy and trying to paint an image or tell a story that just frankly isn't true. Yeah, we've got images of mainstream media media's uh, crews looking at three people doing something with their backs to thousands who are doing well. And we are seeing a, a massive distrust of mainstream media and people having to go to other places and other sources to get the truth. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's interesting because... Jordan Peterson is known for saying, you know, tell the truth or at least don't tell a lie. And uh, I, I think the mainstream media could could take that phrase to heart. You know, tell the truth, tell the truth, paint an accurate picture of what's going on. Um, and at least if you can't do that, please don't lie. Please right. don't lie. And I, I think Canadians are catching on. I hope Canadians mm. are catching on that the mainstream media is is not acting independently. They're not acting um, in a, in a, in a, in a way that, 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 that is true to the, the scenario that is taking place. Instead, you know, many media outlets, they write their story before they even leave the office and go onto the street. They're just looking for quotes and video clips that are going to back up their already preconceived notions and the story that they wish to tell the public. That's yep. wrong. That's that not is... journalism. No, I've noticed across the country such a vacuum for leaders who would speak up, tell the whole truth, and have the courage to do it. And uh, that's fascinating because it's like Jordan Peterson, this gentleman we're talking about, he sent out another uh, social media clip and he's just saying to the premiers and the prime minister, seize the day, now's the time, stand up. We've got a country that is so hungry uh, for leadership going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And if leaders will stand up and be courageous and and just for their rights, like, man, how do you feel about our charter rights being upheld right now through all this? Comment on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly from the beginning, you know, I've, I've watched as governments, provincial governments, municipal governments, the federal government has infringed upon our charter rights, you know, Section 2B in particular, um, our right to freely, freely express ourselves, our right to assemble, our right to hold an opinion or a belief that maybe is different from others, um, you know, our right to mobility. The government has successfully stripped us of many and in some ways all of these rights to various extents. And I, you know, I, again, that's where I think the Freedom Convoy comes 
is, is, you know, they're, they're obviously wanting to take a stand and, and call for the return of these, these charter rights, um, which again, I, I commend them for, you know, our country is not defined by its leaders. Our country is defined by its people. Um, that is the beauty of democracy. And so for Canadians to take up their voice and to advocate for what they know to be true, what they know to be right, you know, I should add, they're advocating for the highest rule of the land, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. You know, I just don't know how you can be against that. I don't know how you can you can advocate against those individuals for what they're doing. Right. I, it's 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 commendable. It's yes. um, you know, in many ways, it's a, it's a demonstration of of the best part of what it is to be Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> What's your position on the vaccine mandate debate? Well, I think you know, in terms of the vaccine mandates, uh, we were told you know, get one shot, get two shots. Now we're being told to get a third. Um, you know, we look at the country, Israel, they have their fourth, some of them even five, uh, and they're saying it's just not working the way that it was intended. It's just not working the way that they thought. Um, you know, you have Premier Mo come out in, you know, in the province of Saskatchewan this week, and, and he, you know, he said, look, this, this is not delivering what was promised to us. Um, and so, you know, it, it leaves many questions. Is it, is it the best way? Is it actually, you know, the, the route back to, to normal? Uh, you know, you have a prime minister who has three vaccinations and he's tucked away in a cottage somewhere with COVID. Right. <laughs> Is this the way back to normal? I, I, I'm not convinced. And obviously, you know, based on the demonstration uh, from the convoy, uh, it, you know, there are many, many, many Canadians who are not convinced. And I, I guess I would add to that one thing if I may. Um, you know, there was an Angus Reid poll that just came out and 54% of Canadians surveyed said, look, it's time to return to normal. It's time to allow us to manage our own individual level of risk. And I believe they're right. I stand with those Canadians, the majority of Canadians who say we should be looking to return to normal. We're done with the mandates. Yeah, I think that and I think that is changing every day as I mean, we're watching on television people sitting 30, 40, 50, 60,000 at sporting events and, and things in the States. And, uh, and there's not much difference between us and them with all these brutal lockdowns and mandates and things. I mean, Sweden, Florida, how they dealt with it so differently. And even the UK, which is now, from what I can tell, pretty much going wide open and dropping all mandates. And he's talking about three more years uh, mm. it, none of this seems to, you know, the way Canada's handling it, we need the people to stand up and say, no, uh, he needs to start getting some polls that say we're, we're done. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, I, I think that message is starting to be sent. Um, you know, what we require now is a prime minister who is going to bend an ear to hear. Um, and, and unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion that prime minister Trudeau is just too, indulged in himself and his own beliefs uh, to listen to the voices of Canadians. And, and that's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate uh, because Canadians deserve a prime minister who is going to lean in and who is going to listen to them, who is going to respect the fundamental principles of democracy and the rule of law. 
Um, and I, I just don't see that being being demonstrated by the current prime minister. The uh, I know that you had uh, some tough issues back in 2021 as you begin to speak up about issues and the media just came after you. And uh, that's what I think a, a lot of leaders have to deal with that if it's truth and it's wisdom, we need to speak up and, and to stop worrying about that. That must've been a tough time. Yeah, I think there was a couple of times uh, in 2020 and in 2021 where I, I took a risk and I you know, put a viewpoint out there uh, for the public to see that uh, you know, I, I, I knew the media probably wouldn't take well to. Um, it should be noted, however, that when the media came after me on both instances, um, I, I, I actually took issue with that uh, because the reporting was not correct. Mm -hmm. uh, they did falsely accuse me. And, um, and so I, I made the necessary reports and actually I've been very successful on both accounts. Um, and Beautiful. so I, I appreciate the apologies that I've received. Awesome. I only wish they had to be made public. Yeah, I know you have to go. Just a final thoughts about the future of our amazing nation. <laughs> well, we really do live in an incredible country. And I would just reiterate, you know, the thing that makes Canada so great is the people that call this place home. Yes. You know, it's the men and the women and the children who are the solution makers and the problem solvers and the wealth generators. It, it is the Canadian people who are the way forward. And so as much as the mainstream media would like people to believe that it's the government that is going to get us out of this, as much as the government would like us to believe that it's them that is going to get us out of this, that's just not true. It's Canadians that are the hope of this country. And so, you know, I, I think as we move forward, we have to continue to remember and lean into the truth that it is us, the Canadian people, who, who define this great nation and who will determine its way forward. And we have to exercise our rights and our freedoms to, to create a vibrant future, not only for ourselves, but for generations that come after us. And I guess to those who, who, you know, who, who might disagree with the current movement taking place on Parliament Hill, or who might disagree with, you know, the, the, the view that now the majority do hold that we should return to normal, to those individuals that disagree, I, 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 would, I would ask this. I would ask that, you know, please at least be respectful in the right that these individuals have to hold the views that they do and to take action the way that they are. Um, you know, it was once said, uh, I, I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to death your right to say it. My hope is that as Canadians, we're able to do that for one another. I so agree. Rachel, thank you so much for standing up as a leader and uh, for your words and for this interview today, uh, praying that you'll continue to move forward with victory in, in so many areas. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Much appreciated. God bless. Return to Reason is supported by our fans. We are not handcuffed by advertisers or shareholders. The need for media with integrity is more important than ever. Consider becoming a partner and fueling the unheard truth by visiting returntoreason.tv.